is RJ, your favorite podcast host from Instagram, Fame and Telly Talks, and you're listening to the Just Surprise Me podcast. This is me. Joe, and that was almost right, but you missed a couple words. Yeah, I know. I, I, I did it right when we didn't record it. <laughs> you're supposed to make it funny, too. Like You're supposed to be like, I'm RJ, and I like sucking dicks and playing with dragon dildos. <laughs> I could have went that route, but I figured I'd be nice to the guy. Hey, Will, are you here, Will? And I'm Will. And this is the only podcast ever to exist where three guys talk about bullshit for an hour. <laughs> that was fucking pretty good, too. That is good. I like that. You guys got the jobs. You're like, um, when they say, like, the celebrity stuntmen's that, like, they're always, like, look just yes. like the regulars, but they're a little off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's us. Yep. You're like my Luke Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he did, you Owen know, he did, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, in, in Ragnarok, he did. Uh, he did play. Uh, he did play um, Thor. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. In, in the in the little fucking scene where like uh, Loki was trying to. Yeah, the skit. Yep, the skit. Yeah, and Matt Damon will play Loki. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That was great. So, what, so which which Wilson, Luke or Owen, is the better one? I think That's Owen's. Tough. I don't know. Owen's, what, f- Owen's more famous. Like more people would know Owen Wilson than Luke. That's true. But I like but the I like, movies. I think Luke's, Luke's a better, better actor, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I know. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Luke's in my favorite movie of all time too. So it's well, kind of yes, hard. That's true. Very true. <laughs> yep. We're all ten bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that movie quite a bit, but that's not the one. Oh, that's, that's a good flick. Yeah, that is a good flick. Um, but it's funny because Luke and Owen don't they play brothers in that movie or do yeah they, uh, yeah like that's the yeah or some shit um, but yeah I haven't seen that movie in a while all those uh, Wes Anderson movies I, I really dig those too Rushmore used to be one of my favorite movies with um, Jason Schwartzman yeah yeah he's in this uh, season's Fargo and he's great in it is he I haven't watched yeah. this new one yet I'm like Plays I've been putting Mafia it off Don. <laughs> is the whole season out yet uh no, they're not done okay. with the season yet. I like waiting until the entire season's out to watch yeah. them because I don't know. Because if I don't, then I'll forget like the last two episodes. And I'm like, no, of course. Yeah, there's a couple episodes left. I think it's we're we're definitely, you know, pretty far in. It's another great season. I mean, that show's genius. Jason Schwartzman's another one of those actors that no matter what he's in, I'm going to watch it. Um, oh, absolutely. He had a show on HBO with Ted Danson, where he was like a writer and a Craigslist detective. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, I forget what it was called. It. You're right. It was on HBO, I think. It was. It was an HBO show, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, to catch something or other, or... Yeah. And Ted Danson was fucking great in that show. Um, God, what was the name of that show? Uh, he, like, basically, so the story is, he's, like, a writer, and then, like, he decides to um, take, well, like... Bored to Bored death. Bored to death. Yeah, that's what it is. Bored to death. Yeah, yeah. And he like decides to t- start taking like cases after someone accidentally thinks he's like a detective, a private eye. Yeah, that's a great fucking show. Um, then of course Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, where he's the yeah, big he's great. In the, the Which that's another one. Yeah. that's another movie we got to do on MOTCU eventually. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I really want to do that movie too. Um, yeah. Was it you brought it up the other day? And I was like, yeah, we had a fucking movie. 
Uh, oh, yeah, because you were talking about Tone Jerks when you were on the Tone Jerks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which, we were talking about b- movies with bands in it. Yeah, so you guys were talking cool. all about it, but you forgot to fucking mention that Captain America was in that shit. I know. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I'm like, ah. And he he's the one he had the base battle with. Yeah. Yeah, he was getting that. Well, that's an, yeah. that's an Edgar Wright film, and uh, he's he's a god in my book, so. Yeah. You know. um, I just, everything about that movie is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. And then that reminded me of a TV show. Me and, um, me and Pabone had lunch. I guess now it's been like three weeks ago. <laughs> we probably had lunch again since then. But we had lunch um, back sometime before this was released. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was telling him about um, basically like that movie. There's a there's a TV show that just reminds me of that movie crossed with like um, the movie about Doug. Uh, I can't remember. I remember it. She's like she's not good enough, or you're too good, or she's too good for you, or what's it called? Uh, <sighs> Yeah, the one where okay. they're at the fucking airport, T.J. Miller. Right, T.J. Miller, Jay Baruchel. I'm, yeah, so uh, Jay Baruchel has a TV show called Man Seeking Woman. That show is great. It's I told so Eric about it, and he had never heard of it. Right. <laughs> and like, I showed him the, the scene with the Japanese penis monster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and yeah. uh, he, went, he said he was going to go home and like binge it. I was like, oh, this that's fucking, good. I'm like, this show is amazing. I was like, it reminds me kind of like Scott Pilgrim. Versus the world. Meets, oh yeah, definitely. Meets us that she's out. She's out of your league. Is that what it she's is? She's out of your league. That's the one. It's like if you cross those two things together, that's what that, yes. that show is. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's, that, that so was a funny. great show. My oldest son Tanaka. and I. Were Tanaka, Tanaka. On that show. Tanaka, Tanaka, Tanaka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. That and, and wheelchair bound Hitler stealing his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, so but in that up. same episode, I forgot the intro was like um, they were on Mount, like a Mount Olympus, but like the fucking Cuba came in and threw the mixtape at fucking Zeus. <laughs> Yo, nobody wants my mixtapes, homie. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. seen the show, Andrew? No, I saw Scott oh, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's it's Canadian humor. It's I was going to say, is Jay Baruchel's a Canadian treasure? Well, you haven't watched this fucking show. And I think it even takes place in Canada. I, I really think it takes place in, like, Ontario. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, the premise of it is Jay Baruchel's not good at love, and he's trying to get a girlfriend and gets into all these ridiculous situations, but it's cartoonish. Have you seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? I have, yeah. So, like, it goes into these crazy, like, like out-of-reality like situations in the TV show. Yeah. So, like, in this one episode... Yeah. Like I was just talking about, like Cupid's like drunk and he's trying to like impress like his dad. So he shoots a random arrow and this guy goes, I'm going to send an arrow to the biggest loser in the world. And it hits this like hot chick in the back and she looks up and sees Jay Baruchel struggling to eat a chili dog <laughs> <laughs> and, and like falls in love with him. And then like he gets jealous of like every other guy and like at one scene they're in his apartment and he's like. And she's like, oh, yeah, my buddy's coming over. Um, we used to hang out when I go to Japan and visit him. He's a Japanese penis monster. <laughs> and, and he's like, did, did you say Japanese penis monster? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And then he opens the door, and it's in a fucking actual Japanese penis monster. It's like purple. It looks like it's just got tentacles all over it, and every tentacle is a dick. <laughs> yeah. He dates oh, a troll in one episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about the troll. Oh. An actual and, troll. And yeah. his best friend is Eric Andre. Eric Andre's in it, yeah. And yeah. his crazy best. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's amazing. It's such a good show. So I, I definitely, 
Definitely recommend that one. It's an FX yeah. show too. I mean, I don't think there's any FX shows that aren't good. No, like, I know they they've got a great reputation and it's well earned. Yeah, like FX are... just makes good TV shows. Yeah. Did you ever watch Life Is Short? Life is that with Martin Short? No, with uh, Warwick Davis. He was uh, a. <laughs> he was Come wicked. On. This was sounds wicked. like a joke. Yes. This yes, sounds like I, a joke yes. I would make. That was yeah. a uh, that was a Showtime show. Wasn't was it, it? Showtime? I don't, I don't know. It was BBC or Showtime, but it's pretty friggin' funny. Oh <laughs> yeah, that Martin, was a good Martin show. Short had a BBC show too that wasn't funny. No. <laughs> he just wore a fat suit and interviewed people. Yeah. No, this one was good. It was what was that show called again? The Martin Tro- Come on, Dale, Doug. You got the BBC fucking British streaming shit. Which, who? Where Martin Short wore a fat suit and interviewed people. Um, oh, that's uh, Jiminy Glick. Jiminy, Jiminy Glick. Glick. That's the yeah. one. That yeah, was yeah. not a good show. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, and Martin Short is another Canadian treasure, and uh, that was not good, though. Definitely yeah, not. and I'm but. I usually like most things British, like yeah, like um, I watched all the Gordon Ramsay shows, like not yep. just the American ones, but the original British ones. Yeah, like the Kitchen Nightmares he had over there, which he went in some like shitty little places, like. Like he's like, oh, I'm visiting this pub up here, and there's like twelve people that live in the city, and like <laughs> this one stressed out guy working in this like dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Um, or then he had the show, the F Word, where he had his restaurant. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, what was he had one more too? Um, I can't remember the other one was. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen them all, but his restaurants are great in Vegas. So <laughs> yeah, I always go to his restaurants when I'm in Vegas. We used to like stuff. love watching Hell's Kitchen when it first started, but like lately, it's just been too much like drama. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got, we a few seasons we we got into that, but then we stopped because you're right, it gets too, you know, it gets it, it got too nuts, so we stopped yeah. watching that one. And but, then the other one he did, the uh, Master Chef, that was the other one I watched for a little while. Yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, like they started changing the judges way too much, and uh, it just became like American Idol with food. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, yep. I do like cooking competition shows, though. Yeah, we... we uh, uh, What's the... No, I can't remember the... Food Network one with the baskets that come out. What's it Chopped. called? Chopped. I love that show. Absolutely I like Chopped, love that show. but I like the better version of Chopped, which, which was what? Cutthroat Kitchen with Alton Brown. <sighs> that was too kitschy for me. I like Alton Brown a lot. I like that dude. See, what I liked about it was it was Alton Brown allowed to be himself. Like he was no, allowed to be the biggest dickhead he could possibly yes, be. I know. He is good at that. But in a fun way. You don't you don't yeah, just no, no. like he was, him. He's like you know? me. He's like an asshole that you like. Yeah. 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 Cuz he'd be like sitting there and you know you know it was real because he would just start fucking laughing at people in the middle of it. Like, exactly. It wasn't like he was trying to like play like oh, I'm being devious the whole time. He'd look at something. And he'd be like, I really don't know what we were thinking about when we came up with this. Yes, exactly. Alton uh, yeah. Brown's a, a hero of mine. Yeah, he's a cool dude. His videos, his YouTube stuff is great. Um, he also plays guitar and, and education. He does what? He has a pedal board and plays guitar. Really. Yeah, someone told me about that once a while ago. Oh, you know what? I do remember hearing about that. He's also uh, got a um, an episode of Archer he did. Really? 
Yeah, he was. Well, it wasn't an episode so much as a um, like a one of those bonus extra DVD extra things. It's called like cooking with Archer or in the kitchen with Archer. Oh, okay. And and, and like Archer comes out and goes. Today we're going to teach you. I'm trying to do my best John H. Ben, H. John Benjamin voice, <laughs> but he's like, today we're going to teach you how to cook uh, eggs Woodhouse, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and then he's like, and with me is celebrity um, uh, a cooking instructor guy Alton Brown. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then Alton Brown's like, well, what we're going to do is this. And he goes, oh, this is fucking boring. Let's just get drunk and like call Woodhouse <laughs> in here and make him make it. That's what I do. I get drunk and then Woodhouse just makes it. <laughs> so. Um, it's, it's, it's fucking great. Then like, um, he goes, if I listen to you, you're probably just going to come out here with somebody dressed in a costume, like a molecule or something. (laughs) Then (laughs) then you see like Woodhouse walking out with like a molecule costume on and Alan's like, like waving, like go back in the back. (laughs) And then they, uh, get in a big ass fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, like fucking H. John Benjamin too is another one of those. Like that just has great fucking uh, everything he does is like fucking. Oh, everything gold. from the Arby's commercials to to just everything and anything that he does, he is great. Yeah. Um. Although I don't know if I prefer him or Ring v- or Ving Rames. I almost said Ring Rames. Ving Rames. <laughs> I know. You know. I was shocked when I found out that was him, and once. I knew it was him doing those Arby's commercials. I I just said that, you know, I'm an idiot for not knowing it was him because it was so obviously him. Yeah. But he's fantastic in those commercials. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're probably used to seeing him in a gimp suit. So. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. have the meats. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually going uh, going medieval on a motherfucker. So. Yeah. And then um, I like the, the one where it's like, he's like... um. Uh, it's a gyro, 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 Mediterranean yeah. <laughs> taco. <laughs> he just fucking gives up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, H. John Benjamin also had a TV show. I I, uh, sent, I sent it to Pabone because uh, we were talking about it one day after we got done eating lunch. And it's called H. John Benjamin Has a Van. <laughs> it was a Comedy Central oh, show. It was only on for like one season. He, this is like, like way back before Archer and all that shit. Um, and it was just him... Like doing like a like a man on the street thing where he would drive around to different locations and do things, but um they were like ridiculous setups. Like he had little little Italy where he went to like he's like <laughs> when, when you go to these neighborhoods in New York and you walk around, there's a place called Little Italy, but now it's getting taken over by Chinatown. So the the people from um have had to move into uh the back rooms of restaurants in a place they call Little Little Italy, and it's just like <laughs> mini like fucking like like city set up in the back of a restaurant with like little tiny like little tiny like people walking around oh shit <laughs> oh it's fucking great yeah. and of course it's H. John Benjamin so it's got his fucking uh snark oh yeah and just his voice like his voice is so great oh it's so distinct you know immediately it's him yeah um he was in one of the uh I think it was 22 Jump Street he was the football coach yes he was yeah he was god I love it Yep. Every time I hear him talk, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my oldest son turned me on to, to his stuff, with Archer and, and Bob's Burgers and stuff. So. Archer's so fucking great. <laughs> I haven't watched Archer at all. I need to throw it up my Oh, it's so good. You just need to watch all the FX shows. Like, FX yeah. just makes good shows. Fair. <laughs> um, like I said, I can't think of one that wasn't good, honestly. 
if I no, go down I agree. list, Always Sunny was one of their first shows they ever had. Like they basically started the network with Always Sunny oh, in Philadelphia. Really? Yeah, because uh, McElhenney talks about that too. He goes, he's like, when we first started this this network called FX, asked us if we wanted to do the show, and they were like fledglings. So they didn't have any money to like put any advertising behind us or anything. Um, because that show's been on for like. 16 years. It's like the longest running show ever, I think. <laughs> longest running live action comedy show in history. Oh. It's, it's surpassed Seinfeld, um, which is insane when you think about it to show that most people haven't watched. Like, most people, if you ask if they've ever watched that show, they may have heard of it, but they probably haven't watched it. Yeah. But it's by far the best show on TV. Um, like, I don't even think, I can't think of another show that even comes close to it in just quality of overall quality of show. Yeah, without. I mean, I think that just it because it's been as solid as it is for so long, and it doesn't have weak thing. episodes. No, like, exactly, exactly. It, and they're all like original. They're all unique. Like, you know, there's not a lot of things where they repeat themselves. Like, you know, they may have like some some like running punchline jokes, like "D's a bird." Yeah, but but like they don't really like repeat like the concept of the episodes very often. So it doesn't hit that mid-season dip that most shows hit, eh? Right. No, it just exactly. gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And you're like, fuck, you know, I'm out of episodes? Like, this, that was it for the season? Yeah. <laughs> like, and each season just progressively gets better and better and better. Usually, like, shows get worse over time, but that show doesn't do that. It just keeps getting better. How long are the seasons? Uh, They vary... Um. Some of them have like twenty something episodes in a season, okay. and then some seasons I can only have like ten episodes. Okay. But um, but God, it's so fucking good. Like, I just that that sh- the thing is, it's hard because people who like I tell this to now try to watch back. They try to go back and like start from the beginning. And they're like, oh, I don't like it. But the problem is, you have to like get to know the characters. Yeah. Because. I think this is the big problem I have with a lot of TV shows. A lot of TV shows that people like are shows where they force feed you information and you don't have to know anything about the characters because they're force feeding you jokes and they're force feeding you a plot. Like, they're not letting the show naturally develop. This is like my problem I've had lately with some big shows that, you know, we've talked about on other episodes of this show. Like, it's, it's, it's all just like surface deep and it's, yeah. It's a story. And like they want to force feed you the story, but they don't really want you to do any of your own thinking. Like this show, you have to get the jokes and you have to understand the jokes directly relate to how a character would react to a joke. Because they're not giving you set up punchline, they're giving you situational comedy. I had that with a a guy I work with. Talked about Shish Creek, he was I don't find it funny. And I said, well, it's smart humor. You have to yep. <laughs> be smart exactly. to understand the humor. Shit's Creek's exactly. on like a, a level like, like Sonny. Because like, it's, it's not going to give you the joke. It's not just going to tell you the joke. You have to understand in like the context of what's going on why it's funny. You don't need the laugh track to tell you. It's your turn to laugh yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It's, an, it's, it's inside jokes is yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's well, a com- the series of inside jokes. Mm-hmm. It's also set up to a reveal. Like one episode, they go to a water park. <laughs> and, and um, you know, Danny DeVito's character is a scumbag. He's like a piece of shit person. <laughs> well, they're all piece of shit people. Let me just put this yeah, way. Everyone in the exactly. show is a piece of shit. <laughs> There's nobody like, nice there. When I was listening to Rob McElhenney talk about how he came up with this idea for the show, he said, I was watching Friends and I heard the song, I will always be there for you or I'll always be there for you, whatever. 
or I'll be there for you, however the fuck it is. Yeah. And he said, I wanted this show to be like the opposite of that. I'll never be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the worst people doing the worst fucking things all right. the time. Um, so they're at the water park. And Frank and Charlie are there, and, like, they're getting in line for the first ride, and it's, like, a fucking long line, because it's, like, the summer in Philadelphia, and everyone's there, lined up. Um, and they're like, oh, Frank, this is going to take all day. We're not going to get to ride all the rides. So they see, like, while they're standing in line, this lady walks by, and she's like, excuse me, excuse me. And then, like, Frank's like, you can't cut in line, lady. And then she says, well, this kid has uh, some kind of cancer, so, like, we get to go to jump to the front of all the lines. And then you see them just look at each other. And then it cuts to commercial. When it comes back from commercial, Frank now has red dots drawn all over his body with a marker. <laughs> and he's telling people the entire day to cut to the beginning of lines that he has AIDS. So, like, <laughs> in and out of, like, the other stories, because there's, there's usually two or three stories going on in each episode, you, you see him cut back to them and they're, get, they're cutting through line, I have AIDS, I have AIDS, and, like, they're cutting to the front of every line. So now at the end of the episode, to tie it all up, they look up and they said, we, they got the map, they, we've ridden everything in the park. And they look at this big giant slide that's off to their left. And they, they wave this lady that works there, hey, what's that? She goes, oh, that's our new slide that opens, um, you know, in a month. And uh, she's like, oh, well, they're like, can we ride this? And they're like, oh, no, you can't ride. This is not open yet. So <laughs> um, they look at each other and it goes to commercial again. <laughs> Then, uh, all of a sudden you see them standing at the top of the slide and Charlie has a bottle of water in his hand. Oh God. So you know where this is going, right? He pours the water onto the slide and says, that looks like about enough water to make this work. (laughs) And he says, Frank, since you've been doing the hard work all day of like saying you have AIDS, I think you should get to go first. (laughs) So he gets on the fucking slide and it slides down. It's like one of those straight vertical drop slides, like yeah. 300 feet in the air. And you see smoke coming off the slide from a long shot. <laughs> and then he hits the pool at the bottom. And you know how, like, most slides in water parks, like, a bunch of different rides go to the same pool? So there's an underwater camera shot coming up. And it just shows him hit the water. And then blood starts, like, spurting out into the water everywhere. Oh. <laughs> and then w- one of the kids looks over and goes, that's the guy with the AIDS. And then everyone's, like, <laughs> fucking mad rushing to get out of the pool. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but they set it up the whole episode. You're like, you just think like the funny part is that they're skipping lines pretending he has AIDS, but you don't right. realize that they're setting up this massive joke at the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, nothing, definitely nothing is sacred in, uh, in that show. I, that's what I'm saying. Like everything's, everything's, um, on limits. And, um, like Mac was saying in the, his interview, uh, you know, he grew up in a household where he had two mothers, like in, you know, he had adopted brothers that were black. So like he grew up with like, you know, a very mixed family where he had, you know, lesbian mothers and black brothers. So like that was always something that was in, you know, instilled in him at a young age was like, this is, you know, normal. This is like how life is. So when he writes, he writes in that kind of place where he sees these things as not being something like bad or different, but things that are just normal everyday things. Yep. That's how I kind of grew up. We had a, is a very white neighborhood with a black family down the street. So I grew up with my friends being black people. And then once we went to like elementary school, it was just different because everyone was white and it was odd. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Like when I grew up, I mean, my school like was like 98% black. Mm-hmm. So like, 
I was one of the very few actual like like white white people. Um, and it, it's weird because like when I moved up to this part of the state, this part of the state is very um, very. Let's just say traditionally wrong in their beliefs. <laughs> I don't know how to say that to like, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm complimenting it because, but there's no word to like say that this it's, it's either like it's really bad or it sounds like I'm trying to give them a compliment and I'm not trying to do that, but I don't want to go like all the way bad, but it's an area where there's people here that are less open-minded. We'll put it that yes. way. Um, so when I moved up here, like that shit was never part of my life growing up. My part of my life was everybody like is everybody like we all live together. Yeah. We all hang out together because, you know, that's just what it was. Miami is truly a melting pot of people. Like right. you have every combination of like of a mix of mixture of like people who have mixed families and parents that there is possible like and you get good at distinguishing like. I can tell a Cuban person from a Puerto Rican person because you don't call a Cuban person Puerto Rican. You don't call a Puerto Rican person Cuban. That shit's personal. If you say the wrong thing to the wrong person, you're going to get in fucking trouble. Yeah. So you have to learn these differences. And you the same thing with like um, Dominican people and Haitian people. They fucking hate each other. So you don't call a Dominican person Haitian. You don't call a Haitian person Dominican. I got a Japanese friend. You don't call him Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> yeah, same upset. shit. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So like it's weird because... Um, you know, I get a lot of time where people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't call people out. I'm like, yes, but you should understand, like, you should be able to understand and respect the cultural differences that they have. It's not racist to, like, say that someone's culturally different and understand, like, and respect that they're different. Like, you're not disliking them. You're just accepting the fact in your, like, mind and your conscious that, hey, I need to treat this person with a certain level of respect based upon the culture that they come from and the heritage they have. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, it's not going to be good. Um, no. So that mindset up here, like, it's different because if you say that shit up in here where people have come from a closed-minded society where, like, everything is one way or the other, like, they don't understand that concept, and it drives me crazy. No, I agree. And I mean, I went through that transition. You know, it's not like moving from New York to the, you know, deep south, but moving from New York, especially working in Manhattan and then moving up here to Massachusetts, it's definitely different. There's a lot less diversity. Oh, yeah. At least yeah. in my neck of the woods than, you know, I mean. We, every... we used to make the joke that Miami was the only place you had to go north to get to the south. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense yeah it makes perfect sense you know yeah and uh yeah i mean for me new york w working in manhattan just my train ride every day was it was a melting pot let alone getting into the city and you know walking to the office or spending some time out you know during lunch and uh again that that completely changed and that's why i was happy that you know, my kids were fairly young when we moved, but we spent a lot of time in Manhattan and a lot of time in a lot of different neighborhoods. So at yeah. least they got to experience that. So it helped them understand and respect, you know. I, I will that. tell you, though, there is no difference between Canadians. Canadians are just Canadians. There's, they're All the Canadians are exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's not yep. stereotyping at all. Yeah, the not stereotyping at all. Eh? The Quebecs, yeah. the... Um, the British Columbians. The they're all the same. I'll give you a quick uh, rundown of Canada. So the East Coast, pretty laid back. A little bit of alcohol. 
Quebec, the rest of Canada kind of hates Quebec because they want to separate from Canada. And yes. in Quebec, French has to come first. Like a grocery label has to be longer than the English version. The French has to be longer. <laughs> so then you go to Ontario. And Ontario is kind of a, a melting pot as well. And then right. once you go to the prairies, you get kind of... The, my impression is you get the racism, the oil field workers yeah. and, you know... Canadian rednecks. Yeah, the Canadian rednecks. And then you go to yeah. BC and it's just the laid back... Smoking yeah. weed, relaxing, skiing kind of people. It's like a continuation of the, the Portland North. Yeah, so it's, a, it's of, the North you know, Portland, the nor- yeah, for sure. Pacific Northwest, and it just continues, that, that attitude. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So where we are, it's, it's pretty laid back, but there is a lot of a lot of uh, yeah. white, <laughs> right? So where I'm, right. where I'm moving to, it's getting closer to the city where there's more diversity, which is what I'm looking for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say right but after I mean, every sentence because I am Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you go back to Doug's childhood in New York, you know, like the British people hated the Irish people. They did. It was rough. Yeah. What know? was that like? Fourteen fifty-two or something? Yeah. Fifteen hundred potato eaters. That's what they called us. W- yeah, Walsh is a pretty uh, Irish name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, isn't what? What's Chris? Is that Jerusalem or Israel? In Chris, or Israeli? No. Jesus is my, Chris, <laughs> my 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 Chris family's German. That's from the uh, from that's the, the worst kind <laughs> from the Black Forest. Um, that's you know, it's funny because so my my dad's the Chris. Obviously, his grandfather was Chris, um, but his mom, my grandmother, was full Irish. McGoliff was was that family name so i mean again i did my 23 and me and i'm pretty much split down the middle yeah uh, my last name is o'rourke you can't get much yeah. more irish than that yeah it's no, pretty irish. very true yeah um, although my my other side my mom's side is all italian so, yeah i don't know how yep. that happens because irish people and italian people typically hate each other yeah, but you got those you get those West Side Story love affairs that happen. The Roman and Juliet. Hold on, stuff. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to correct you, but that was Italian and Puerto Rican. No, I understand, but I'm I'm saying just you know it happens that that you know New York City, both slum neighborhoods, they get together. Doesn't matter the nationality, you know, love is love. We wouldn't have you otherwise. So what are we complaining about? Joe? <laughs> That's right, y'all y'all needed us to come in like in a. And burn down the damn uh, places that you didn't want the votes to count or something in, in New York City. <laughs> I watched gangs in New York. I yeah, that's, the dead that's, rabbits. A, that's actually not too far off. <laughs> How there was, was the some liberty points? taken, but, you know. <laughs> that was pretty fucked up, the draft riots back in those days. Yeah. That was New a York's a fucking time. insane city history-wise. Yes, a lot of stuff went on and still goes on, you know. Now again, I I, mean, I mentioned in the previous episode about the gentrification. I mean, that's a good thing in a bit. Actually, you know what? No, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all, because it destroys neighborhoods. It 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 turns it's turned the entire city just vanilla, in in a sense that it's boring. It it looks like you know every block is a carbon copy of the previous block, where there's the Starbucks in every corner, you know, and those local neighborhoods are disappearing, and it's sad because that was the flavor of New York, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think the big problem is diversity is awesome as long as it's respected. 
Well, yeah, and that's the problem. It's still not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because a lot of people have a problem with, oh, well, everything should be everything. But it, it shouldn't because, like, celebrating different cultural and, you know, uh, historical heritages is awesome because, like, you get great, awesome, awesome foods that people bring with them from places. Like, if everything just came from here, we'd be eating corn all the fucking time. Corn no, and f- fucking I turkey and shit. Like, it's awesome that we have all these different influences coming to this country. And, like, it's awesome that we can have different varieties of things in our life because of that. We had a big influx yeah. of people from Syria a couple of years ago. And it's great. Okay. Like, restaurants oh, opening yeah. and just... Oh, the food, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so many immigrants coming in and... I hate saying yeah. it, but the white culture of pushing those people away, but they bring so much to the community that it's a great thing, yes. right? And the food. Exactly. The food is fantastic. Yeah, the yeah. food is fantastic. The people that but bought no, my I, house currently, they're Filipino, and I'm just happy that to leave this house with people that will have the house smelling of good food at all times. Yeah. Right? So. Yep. Nice. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. No, it is. Um, it, it It is the bottom line with diversity. Is It's the most important tool in just helping people get over it yeah, <laughs> yeah. helping th- helping us white folks get over yeah, it exactly okay and and it, you know in areas where it's lacking it, it, it there there are problems and it, it's it bothers me it really does it's true i love getting into like um not because i don't really like argue with ignorant people because it doesn't make no sense to argue but i like getting into discussions where i can kind of like get them trapped into like a um computer malfunction where like you know the robot can't oh, yeah. I cannot process <laughs> cannot process i had it's not a guy hard there, to do because, yeah i know so easy i had a guy the other day talking about well we need to build the wall and keep our borders closed i said um i said you do realize that this country was founded upon people coming here from other countries right i said right. your ancestors came here from another country oh well they did illegally i said well, ask the Indians about that, or the Native Americans yeah, about that. Exactly. I'm like, ask them if they came legally, yeah, or if they yeah. just, well, they came over here and took it over. I'm like, that's good. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, right. I'm like, your 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 argument is invalid. I'm like, first of all, you should be thankful because the people that are coming over here right now to work in our country, they're still paying taxes, but they're not even collecting on those exactly. taxes. Exactly. So like. They're contributing money to your social security. They're contributing mm. money to your four hundred one k, and you're sitting here bad mouthing them. Yep. I'm like, you might want to reconsider your your viewpoint on this and your it's like the, your lack there of intelligence. The white stripes lyric, like, "Don't kick yourself out. You're an immigrant too." <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, well, exactly. I was talking about this on a, on a previous episode, but there was a cartoon that used to come on called Super News. Um, if you've never seen it, I hundred percent recommend watching it like it's all on youtube but it was on one of these i think it was on like vice channel maybe uh back in the day um but they would take like these little like satirical like um they they create like satirical cartoons based upon news stories that were going on and one of them was called the great immigration debate of 1492 (laughs) 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 and like it was like the um the indian like it starts out with like you know these these like boats coming across from Europe and they're out in the ocean and then you see like it zooms in on these like like Native Americans standing on the shore and goes ah oh, here comes some more white people like <laughs> oh, it's like great. can they just stop coming here already like we're doing good like you know we're fine and then like there's like a, a an actual buffalo that's standing up on two legs and talking and he goes can you believe they don't even use every part of the buffalo. <laughs> 
it's fucking like amazing. And then they're like sitting later. They're like, oh, what are we going to do with these, these people? They, they keep calling them pale faces. He's like, no, oh, these pale faces come in here and they're doing yeah. this and doing that. And then like this one Indian like guy is like, can't we call them something a little less derogatory? He goes, you know, when they walk on their boots, uh, when they walk on the ship, their boots make this cracking sound. Can we call them crackers? <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, and the, the chief's like, from now on, all white people will be known as crackers. <laughs> crackers. That's great. But um, they're just great little satirical cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I, I really suggest, like, it's so fucking funny. Like, all of them are fucking great. So if you go to YouTube, just type Super News. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll and just have out. a field day watching a playlist of those. Most of them are about five minutes long, so they're like easy, quick little watches too. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, that's good. And again, it's important. I mean, because the last thing you know, your average white person wants to do is face their own biases, <laughs> and that's where the main problem lies. I mean, you know, obviously not everybody's a racist, but um, yeah. everybody's got bias, and until you recognize that, or at least begin to recognize that, nothing changes. Well, and, I think you know. one of the easiest ways to do this is don't look at this as a thing from hate. Look at this as a thing from appreciation. Yeah. Because it doesn't take much. You know, everyone's like, well, I don't hate people, so how am I racist? But it's not like that. It's like just start to appreciate other cultures. Like look right. at the things that make a culture special. Right. Respect and, like, the differences. That's all. And, it's all about and, respect. And and. In, on top of the respect, just there's some, you're going to find things you love about other people. Like it's not just like you know I got to let them live. It's you do some awesome stuff. I want to like be part of this awesome stuff, and and that's the way you like build these yes. relationships and build this world up. Is not by hating each other, or yelling at each other, or telling one person it's right or wrong. It's by loving each other and telling how pe- other people how awesome they are, and then like right. taking parts of that culture and then mixing them in with yours, and then over time we genuinely become something that's melted together and has become mm-hmm. something based upon everything good that stands out versus everything bad that's that separates. Yeah, the fusion from. of the totally. good from each culture kind of coming yeah. together. Yeah. And and then we build stronger by taking the best of the best versus tearing each other down by being the worst of the worst. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even think this was going to be like a... Uh, like a heartwarming conversation. Yeah, right. We're a uh, grown up we're, just surprise me conversation. We're, we're, we're breaking all the, dick the jokes and, and stuff here. Where's RJ saying to uh, suck his dick, right? Wait a minute. Suck a dick. <laughs> suck my, suck suck my suck dick, dick, guys. Come on. Let's just say that 10 times and everything will be back to normal. Yeah. It's like fucking Beatles. Oh, suck a dick. Suck a dick. Suck a motherfucking dick. Suck a dick. Suck a huge or small dick. <laughs> oh, dude. That just reminds me. I think I messaged you, Joe. I was listening to last week's episode, and we hit the out, the outro music starts just as my daughter comes in the house because she was visiting for today. <laughs> she walks into she I'm because you know I'm set up in the living room for work, and she walks I into the ass. living room. I eat ass, and she just looks at me and goes, and she just looks, she doesn't say anything. I said, "This is why I explicitly told you you do not listen to the podcast even when I'm on it, because <laughs> this is what happens." It could. It- it yeah. could be just as bad as if, like, you want to show the intro of the show to your daughter <laughs> just in the car with you. Yeah. <laughs> Think about exactly. trading your dildo. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that reminded me of that. She, she obviously laughed about it, but she's like, all right, and now I know I will. And she, not that she did listen. She listens to me to when I tell her not to do stuff, even if she's twenty five. But yeah, yeah. she well, says now I understand just... what you're talking about. I said the movie, the Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Listen, and she yeah, has, and she loves knows. the show. 
This so. one, it, it's not even that like you're just gonna get like be upset by it. It's just you're gonna be embarrassed by it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. She doesn't. She doesn't need to hear about Brooke Shields. Yeah, you're not no. gonna enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not her cup of tea. So, uh, have you ever been around? Like, you can't even watch certain like TV shows or movies around your parents because it's awkward. Oh, it's awful. It's <laughs> awful. So, it's like Christmas vacation. My mom's favorite movies in the world are Beaches and Christmas Vacation. But where, <laughs> where? When the cops break in the windows and everything, and she's holding his balls. I'm uncomfortable watching that <laughs> with my mom. <laughs> really? Well, okay. Yeah. But I, I got my grandma into reading the um, A Song of Ice and Fire series, and really? she really, really, really fucking enjoyed it. Like she like loves it, and like wants That's to talk cool. to me about it all the time. She's like, she's like, oh, do you want to watch the Game of Thrones videos with me? I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> we watch no, like. I know two episodes maybe even one Game of Thrones you can't even watch the first episode in the first episode Terry in the first time you see him he's in a whorehouse yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then Jamie's banging Cersei literally in the first episode it pushes the kid out the window this is just like putting sex in just to sell sex and we lost interest right yeah because none of that's in the books when you read the books that's not in the books it's just yeah exactly we we, we lost interest really quick (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jamie does still bang Cersei, but... <laughs> right, right. But Tyrion's not, like, in the whorehouse when you first meet him. He's doing backflips across the courtyard talking to Jon Snow about being a bastard. Yeah. Well, but, uh, it's like... So that, that, that show I mentioned in the last episode, Somebody Feed Phil, that's a me and my wife and my daughter show. We, we watch the episodes when my daughter's over visiting. And, you know, that's the level of show we watch with our Shit's Creek. We watch the three of us, you know. But, yeah, there's, you know, and there's, there's shows I'll bring up without even thinking. And my daughter will go, there's no way I'm watching that show with you. <laughs> I'll watch it on my own, but I'm not watching it with you. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Um, I've about given up on the sixth book of Game of, of Song of Ice and Fire coming out, The Winds of Winter. Because uh, he has been saying that's going to be out for like nine years yeah. now. It it's irrelevant. That see, that's the thing. It's it's been so long now. It's almost like it's irrelevant. The series is over, and I know it's going to be different. And yes, but it's almost irrelevant. It's like when it comes out, it's going to be anticlimactic. So now I know he did start writing the series. I think in 1995. Yeah. So we've had five books in 25 years. Right. But um, I want I wanted that sixth book, but I guess I'll yeah. have to uh, what's the word? Say like my my hunger satiate satiate i have to satiate my hunger with a book that comes out and i well came out a couple weeks ago but (laughs) yeah it came out a couple weeks ago but for me it comes out in two days or three days whatever the fuck it is and that's ready player two because ready player one has always been one of my favorite books yep and now they're about to drop ready player two and uh, i am stoked um and if you've never read Ready Player One, you should read it because the movie does not do it justice. Pick no, up. it's totally different. I mean, again, I've mentioned that I understand the changes that needed to be made to 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 make that movie. But you're right; it, it, it's two different things. If you watch the movie, it's very enjoyable, separating from the book. But if you read the book, then you're going to have problems with the movie. Um, the yeah, book if you read amazing. the book, you yeah. will not like the movie. But if you just watch the movie only, you'll like the movie, and then you'll read the book and you'll hate the movie. I always find right. if you read the book first, the movie kind of fills in little gaps with whoever made the yeah. movie. But you know, in this case, he had to change. He changed too much. Yeah, he it's changed. a completely different story. Like, yeah, and the the key things that made it so like because it's a quest. Like the the book is a quest. 
Um, Definitely. And like, he's walking you through each of the challenges and why he understands the challenges and the depth of the reference and everything that's, that's important in the book is not in the TV show or the movie. In the movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree in that sense. I mean, they, they, they could have held a little bit more true to the story in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then they changed you know. the character arcs all around and everything. It just, it's, yeah. just not, it's, yeah. it's not as good like at all. No, I am excited for the second one. I mean, I, I it's funny. I haven't actually read an, a physical book in a while. It's always been audiobooks for me, especially with my longer commutes and such when I was commuting. So I listened to Ready Player One two or three times now. Will Wheaton narrated it, which yeah. made it great, too, because he's very Shut good up, at Wesley. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shut up, Wesley. Um, so I, I hope that he narrates this Shut one. up, Wesley. <laughs> he is... I um I saw a um, post from him on Instagram. He posted okay. it. He had a picture of the of the, the manuscript, and he said, "Guess what's coming up soon, guys?" Yeah, see, that's great, and and that's 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 the key to a good audio book is the narrator. Um, yeah, like um Roy Detre- Roy Detrice did all the Song of Ice and Fire ones, and now right. he's dead. So I don't know what's going to happen because he can't do any more of them. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um, uh, it's it's key. It's important in audiobooks to have a great narrator. So, but um, uh, I'm Ernest happy to Klein, hear that he's going to be around. What? Ernest Klein, who wrote Ready Player One, also yeah. wrote another book called Armada, which I finished, uh, which is fucking great. Yeah. God, I can't okay. It highly enough. But what's funny is, um, after as after I've read Armada now, which was going to be a there's definitely going to be a part two to Armada because it kind of leaves it at a point where like it can continue on. Um, okay. But. I'm rereading um, Ready Player One again after I've read Armada, and there are so many fucking hints to Armada in that book. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, my God, how did I like not even think about this? The names, like the places, everything. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. No, it is important. Um, and, and it's, it's another tough. story. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's another story about a, a, a nerd who's um, a younger guy, like into all kinds of stuff. But it takes place. it takes place present day. It doesn't take place in the future. Okay, all right. So, uh, I I have it, wanted to to read it. I mean, again, because I love Ready Player One so much. But, um, yeah. And as far as the the, the narration being important in an ebook, um, you guys are familiar with the Expanse, the TV show, The Expanse. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the books are, and and The Expanse is a great TV show. The books are leaps and bounds better, and that's not to disparage the TV show because it's one of my favorite shows, but. Um, there's a, a book narrator. His name is Jefferson Mays, and he did um, he did all but one of the books. There's about seven books out, and it was I think it was the second one in or the third one in. They changed narrators just for that book, and I almost couldn't get through it as good as the story was because the narrator, whoever they used, even changed the the pronunciation of names oh, like wow. character names that you're you were now used to being pronounced in a certain way and then suddenly he's pronouncing those names differently there was no emotion in the voice it was awful i almost like and it would have been tragic if i stopped listening because i've enjoyed those books so much you know i, I managed to muscle through that and then he, they got him back um and it's been great ever since you know so they do that in the the Song of Ice and Fire books, the audiobooks. Like, the names are different. Like, it calls, like, Pataire Baelish instead of Peter, it's Pataire. Yes, yeah, and I know. Brian, it's, Brian of it, Tarth. <laughs> it's weird because 
you know, you would think that when they're producing those, that you'd go back to the author and yeah. ask, how do you pronounce these names? Because we got to get it right. And honestly, I, I mean, Peter, that that's the Polish spelling of the name Peter. So why would it be anything but that? You know, if if you hear a Polish person say it, there's a slight accent in it, but it's still Peter. It's not yeah. like a different, you know. So He's like it's, the it's tire. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, that's just wrong in any language. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. There's a, there's, uh, those two I always remember, but it's like Pataire and Brian. Yeah. Instead of Brian. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you got to hit up George R.R. and get the correct pronunciations. Get it right. Yeah. I haven't really gotten into like, audiobooks at all. Yeah. I like I them guess, sometimes, <laughs> but I prefer reading stuff. I prefer yeah. paper. For I me, like it was it. it was out of necessity. I mean, I, I yeah. when I worked when I worked in Manhattan, I had an hour and a half train ride each way every day. Yeah. I would pop out multiple books a week reading. But then when I started driving with my commute, you know, when I first moved up here, my commute was could be two two and a half hours each way, and I started the audiobooks. You know, it was a great way to clear my mind. Oh yeah, and, and you know, fo- being able to focus on the road. But not focus on the assholes on the road. <laughs> I find like it's, you know, calm me down. I worked for a while, about half an hour away from home, and the drive home, just listening to music or a podcast, or whatever, made a huge difference yeah. on my mood when I got home. Right? Oh, yeah. definitely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I had some. I'm always s- podcasting. Yeah, I mean, I had some serious road rage issues, and not not even going back that long. Say, even like 2015 is when I started really getting into podcasts, and. It made a tremendous difference just psychologically for me. Oh, yeah. You know, again, to detach myself from what was going on and be able to focus on driving so I make it home safely, but to detach myself from the idiots. You know, the podcast and the audiobooks helped me tremendously. Yeah. Big change. Yeah. yeah. The idiots are taking over. And then over 12 hour shift, you need that escape for me to yeah, get away from definitely. everything else. <laughs> so. Yep. And sometimes yeah, that's the Beastie the Boys. You just crank it up and drive Non-stop. home. <laughs> exactly. Although now I got the Spotify, I might start listening to some music again. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other uh, books you guys looking forward to? For my reading, I've been listening. I've been mostly reading the the Star Wars series. Everything that came out since kind of Disney took over, I've been buying every hardcover when it comes out and pushing through that. I think you'll really appreciate Ready Player One, honestly. I think I would. Uh, someone from work. Uh, yeah, you definitely need to get that in the queue because it is. I I agree. Someone from work lent it to me. I don't like the guy, <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but he lent it to me trying to you know make that bridge. Yeah, but, uh, I just didn't read it, but I think it is something I'd enjoy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's awesome. I read it in two days the first time I read. Oh, really? It, it was so like. Yep. There's three books that I will recommend that I all read all three of. Well, the third one I would have read within two days if I had the two days to sit down, but I read it in a total time of about two days. Perfect. If I added all the little times I read it, but nice. Ready Player One I read I read solid. Actually, it's probably about a day and a half I read it the first time because it was so fucking good I couldn't put it down. The thing with my situation, I we moved in this house here and there's stuff to get done, and every time I try to relax, I'm thinking this has to be done. This has to be done. So when we move, everything is already done. So I think I'll find more time to sit down, read a book, relax, play some That's music. Good. And yeah. Well, you've seen the house, yep. Doug, right? And it's yeah. like, there's nothing to be done to that house. So I'll be able to right. relax, read some books, 
makes music. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And just, um, be me. That's great. <laughs> right? so. Our well, I mean, I I would definitely recommend the Expanse books, perfect, Andrew, because it's it, the great thing about them is even more than the show is that it's realistic science fiction. Nice. Like the, the technology they talk about, da- right down to uh, the effects of gravity on on the body. So people living in the belt area physically being different than those on Earth, and you know, like someone who lives and has worked in quote the belt. You know, can't visit Earth. Their body can't take the gravity. Okay. And they're hmm. physically different from it. And then just even talking about, you know, the the, the, the couches that they have to, to, to sit and lay in during travel and the way the ships travel, it's all based in reality is in the sense that, you know, it's all it's it's based on physics. What would happen if you were in a ship that was traveling near light? You know, things like that. How how you eat, you know, and, and drink is different. And there's a, a great attention to detail. And then the story itself or the, the, the you know, the different stories, the varying stories in it are are great. I mean, fantastic, you know. Is the book so better I, than I, the show or is it kind of? No, no, I can't. I love the show so much that it's just the, the, the show is limited in what it can show as far as the physical differences in people just because the CG would cost too much. Mm-hmm. So, like, the belters look like humans from Earth and Mars, you know, in the show because they can't, they don't want to spend CG oh, to yeah. change everybody because they're such an integral part of the story. Uh, but otherwise, the show keeps up. It really does. And, you know, and that's partly, that's mostly because it's a, it's a series. It's not just a two-hour movie. Yeah. You know, we're in three seasons already, so they have time to let these stories roll out. Um, there are about six or seven books, so it, it's quite a series. It's definitely well worth it. I would highly recommend it. I think you really would I'll enjoy that it. Out, yeah. Enjoy them, yeah. That's a big-ass yep. house. Yeah, right? Right? Nice. He did good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Yep. Also, um... Read Armada by Ernest Klein also, and then the impossible, the impossible fortress by Jason Reculak. Okay, okay, those are all good reads. That I, like I said, if you can read, like if you read pretty quickly, you can read each of those in less than two days. And it sounds like a made stories. up name. <laughs> it does. Reculak. Reculak. It sounds like something you hear on the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but never do. I Reculak. could not put those books down. They're all based in. Um, they're all based on like. With with a younger protagonist, um, tons of like references back to the eighties and nineties, and mostly video game, comic book, computer type stuff, uh, nerd shit. Yeah, fucking right. great, cool. Um, I was just thinking about something that I wanted to ask you guys, and I completely blanked my mind. Uh, Can't help you. You should get a pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably should. Except it's for, gone. You know, we're all digital up here, down here, where the fuck we are now. <laughs> you know, we don't unlike, know where we are. Unlike my, uh, well, compared to, it's fucking like everyone's in different places, which is really weird because um, when you look at like a map, uh, like, um, Atlanta's like south 
of like Los Angeles or something like that. It's something crazy like that where it's like these cities you wouldn't think are further south than, the, or it's like Charleston, South Carolina is like south of Los Angeles. Right, right. Which yeah, is crazy is when you think about that because like you would think like LA is pretty far south, but it's like not at all. Right. Where my wife's from is southern Ontario, like the most south Ontario. Which means it's like Detroit's north. Of yeah, it. Detroit's north of where she's from. <laughs> so like, yeah, part of New York's higher. Maine, most of Maine is higher. Like Minnesota's right. higher. Like all those, like Washington State, like the whole thing's higher than where she's from. But you think, well, like fucking London's higher than where you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think where we are, like people think they're in igloos all the time. But there's like, we're like <laughs> they're what? Like igloos? Ontario sticks down. Like thirty percent of America, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's unreal. Well, yeah, another one yeah. that was kind of interesting was uh, I was looking at a uh, I, I like I'm on these another Facebook group called Terrible Maps, and it's like people who post like all these crazy maps and like weird like geographical anomalies. Um, it is closer from the northern tip of Brazil to Canada than it is from the northern tip of Brazil to the southern tip of Brazil. Oh, really? Yeah. So Canada is closer to the north of Brazil than Brazil is to itself. Wow! So when I'm driving to to sit to Halifax, you hit a sign that says "halfway between the North Pole and the Equator." <laughs> That's funny. So it's like the 45th meridian or whatever. So right, right. So when we, we yeah. think we're north, but when you think we're only halfway north, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Like it's crazy. Like when you start looking at, like you draw in a straight line on the map, like seeing what lines up. It's it's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, how many times have I flown over your house going to Sweden visiting? Oh yeah, for sure, Sweden, Andrew. I mean, from from New York and even Boston, right over, you know, and then uh, up over Greenland and Iceland and back down. Yeah, or exactly. Sort of across right into Sweden. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Geography. Yep. Weird shit. I love geography. That's like my favorite fucking like subject. Yeah. Of all. Yeah, because traveling's fun and like learning about the world is fun. Yeah. If I gave a shit in high school, that probably would have been mine too. <laughs> God, like I wish like, I could go <laughs> back was and my like, problem. figure I out like. I didn't give a shit till after high school. <laughs> right. Exactly. Same as fi- yeah, like physics too. now. I love physics in high school. Got a twelve yeah. percent dropped out. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, like yep. like history too. History is yep. like fucking awesome. Oh yeah. I think the problem was, like, we didn't have cool shit like History Channel back then that, like, had, yeah. like, interesting programs on. Yep. See, for Doug, it would just be called Channel because he grew up through history. <laughs> Chiseled out. <laughs> yep. I, I've seen it all. 2,000-year-old man, baby. Still one of the best comedy bits ever, by the way. Doug's like the old lady in uh, Mars Attacks. How old do you think I am? (laughs) Must have been cool when they invented trains. (laughs) How old do you think I am? (laughs) Exactly. Her only lucid moment in the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. No, that in, um, they blew up Congress. They blew up Congress. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that movie? No, no. Oh, dude. It's, it's dumb. It's way dumb. (laughs) And, but it's Tim Burton. So I mean, you know, you muscle through it. It's an hour and forty-five minutes long, but it's yeah, certainly it's not based on a pl- It's based or on you, trading cards from the sixties, <laughs> exactly. Or you listen to the next episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Oh you yeah, a, you get a play-by-play 
description of the entire thing. My voice is hoarse by the end of it. I talk so far. I'll get much. there. <laughs> and mine is slurred because I drank so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the. And Jack that was Nicholson the, uh, plays two characters in that movie. Yeah, he does. Um, now I forgot to. I think I don't know if I mentioned it or not while we were recording, but I don't think I did. But um, I put two and two together on something else. Yeah. When when the aliens take um, Michael J. Fox's hand, right. I'm pretty sure that that's the hand they use to stab the president. That makes sense. Like they they engineered that hand to like yeah. do the thing. Yeah, you're right because they didn't want to shake hands with anyone, so that makes sense that they would yeah. use that as the hand. Because you see the alien tinkering on that hand, right on the on the table. Yeah, they were. That was one of the little quick experiments they were doing. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yep. The weird shit you think about when you're watching. But that's the kind of shit you learn on Masters of the Cinematic Universe. See. Yep. You also learn what a banyan tree is and why it's fucking awesome. Right. That was the most interesting fact about that whole fucking movie, Joe. (laughs) Sixty Cycle Hum has like otters, and Tow Mob has pizza. Right. I want this group to have banyan trees. Banyan trees? Okay. Yeah, just post random pictures of banyan trees and I'll fucking love you for it. <laughs> like, oh, it's an amazing banyan tree. They and what's cool. funny is the banyan tree is not actually a tree. It's like um, a ficus. Right. It's a fig ficus from India. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, in India, they're like, they worship those trees. Like, those trees are fucking, like, sacred. Yeah. And what it does is it attaches itself into a crevice of a tree, then it grows down over the tree and then kills the host tree oh, and, really? like, be- becomes the banyan. Yeah. So, like, inside of them, they're hollow on the inside, too, in certain places. Uh, have you ever seen a banyan tree, Andrew? No. Google search banyan tree. It's the most majestic fucking tree. Yeah. And they take cool. up acres. Like, they can grow over, like, five or six, seven acres big. Because they've got the hundreds or even thousands of actual trunks. Yeah, because they grow down. Like, they grow. grow up, and then they grow these, like, they call them props, like, prop trunks, and they grow down to the ground. And you can, like, build, like, the fucking sickest oh, really? forts and shit yeah. in them. Oh, they're, they're so... They're, I had them all over Miami growing up. Like a city of ants. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Uh, exactly. There's a big-ass one in, um, in what's now Legoland, but at one point was Cypress Gardens. A massive, massive fucking one there. And when you search banyan trees, and it tells you, like notable ones it's like in the top five of notable banyans in the world most of them are in india that's crazy yeah it's the fucking coolest tree like i I am obsessed with them i would build i don't think they'll grow here because i'm too far north in florida i'm like just above the frost line so i don't think they'll grow here or i would have one yeah no we don't have those here (laughs) no they definitely won't grow up there no no they're so cool um but yes, yeah, so there's your your tree your tree update. This has been a, a really serious episode of the show. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> hey, that's not yeah. a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But so. if you do like the change and you uh, want to support, you know, your favorite podcast or at least some podcast you listen to once in a while, unless your dad's Doug and he tells you not to listen to it, <laughs> um, you can become like one of our uh, our great um, supporting listeners and become a Patreon. And for them, I want to play a special song. There you go. Now we're getting back to the back now on we're track. Getting back to normal. Yeah. I love the song. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get some things here. It's like I can play the song all day. But 
we want to give thanks to some of the love them, love them, lovable listen, <laughs> lovable listeners who like to support us. Uh, as being a Patreon, you get access to a special uh, message group that we basically everyone talks about something that I make a bad joke and no one responds for like till the next day. Three days later. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm like, come on, guys, that was funny. Yeah. Or I shit on Ar- I shit on every point that RJ tries to make. Like today, he point posted up his like little Google controller, and I just kept shitting on it. I was like, yeah. "That's what you get when you can't get a PS5." <laughs> I'm like, no mercy. That's like a guy who wants an American Fender giving you a Squire. <laughs> um, so that's like you want Game of Thrones, but you get The Witcher. <laughs> hey, don't shit on The Witcher. It's a good show. There's no Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I said, "That's like what you get when you want a plot line, but instead you get a Yoda eating eggs." <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give some thanks here. Uh, Mr. Steve Rao from 60 Cycle Hum. Shut up, Wesley. Mr. Jason Fuzzmonger. Here she got a great ass. <laughs> Jamie Davis. My man. Hell yeah. You guys want to do each other? <laughs> On the yeah, air? Brian's coming in. For, Brian's <laughs> exactly. coming first. Brian got from the Tone Jerks. Gotta go on I sound like a fourteen-year-old, but my boobs are huge. <laughs> <laughs> the man, Doug Crest. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Fuck me right in the ass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and our on, resident Doug, Canadian, Andrew Walsh. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> That was fun having a tag team on that one. I like <laughs> yeah. that you guys did each other. That was pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to go on a date first before we get into the doing. <laughs> Why me and I me? Exactly. I'll pay a little bit first. <laughs> uh, so, once again, guys, we do have a Facebook group. Um, it's a bunch of weird posts. Uh, every once in a while, there's some gold in there, though. So, get on yeah. in there. Uh, join join that. Um Listen to me and Doug with our other buddy Eric Pabone getting the Pabone Zone um, on Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Don't forget to check out um, you know our new band, the crossover between JSM and MOTCU called Taking Back Thursdays. Tell all your friends. <laughs> I'm gonna keep pushing this just because I know it's gonna piss off RJ and Will. I'm actually making this into shirts and like stickers <laughs> and everything just because fuck them. Um, Taking Back Sunday is a great band, and I will never fucking let them out. It's gonna actually be the cover. I, I I actually got I hired Eric to fucking make the cover. He did from Tell All Your Friends with us standing in the street under the logo, and it'll say Taking Back Thursdays. Tell all your friends and, and just surprise me podcast. Yeah. He's making me. Who's he making me up? Your oh, flavor, flavor Flav, because in yeah. the video you're <laughs> so last summer. Making me look like Flavor Flav. Um, and you're gonna be wearing the whole like red and white picnic table outfit with the big clock and the glasses and everything. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, great. Um, I hope they make like RJ so fucking emo, <laughs> like it's pathetic. Oh, <laughs> like I want him to have the fucking like where swo- the hair swooshes down on one side and then stands up feathered up on the other yeah. side. <laughs> and of course, black with black eyeliner and fucking all that kind of shit. Um, yeah, oh, I want him to be so emo with like a shirt that says like, um, kill me cause I'm dead on the inside or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you, uh, are getting this Eric, even though this came out probably weeks after you've made this. <laughs> yeah. I think we're already there. Um, if you're one of our Patreons, we are sending out special Christmas presents this year. You should have Woo! them by now. Um, cause this is like mid December at this point. So hopefully they've got to you by now. 
Um, I'll get mine by Valentine's Day, Doug said. Yeah, unless you're in Canada, (laughs) and then you can blame customs. I'll tell Will he has to fucking ship it like Express. Yeah. (laughs) Although, Andrew, uh, Tim Cornfield, he he got his uh, fat guy little coat in like nine, ten days. I don't know. No, my post office (laughs) fucked up for sure. Yeah. Tim's such a cool dude. They sent me a... a notice saying they're going to send it back because it's been so long in the box and I was like you never oh, fucking tell me yeah, it was there in the exactly. first place <laughs> so, exactly yeah. that's yeah. funny yeah Tim's a good dude I had I made a bell for him a couple of years ago yeah he, he he's a great dude yeah, he definitely. Seems I like him good ass dude there's a bunch yep. of good ass dudes out there man that's yeah. what makes so great about the Facebook community so get on there yep. and uh our, our group's not full of good-ass dudes. Our group's really a bunch of assholes. <laughs> but good I mean, assholes, though. We're the good kind. You know, how does it go? Um, I might be a total asshole, but I'm not 100% a dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what it's like. And, you know, I don't yeah. think anybody really can be 100% a dick. <laughs> I have stories. <laughs> uh, plug some shit, guys. All right, well, once again, 37 effects. Fat guy, little coat fuzz. People seem to be digging it. I'm selling them. Hit me up on Instagram. The word 30, the number 7, FX. And I got Andrew's Alcove on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Currently doing guitar repair setups and whatnot, but looking at doing some other wide-range stuff in the future. So, once again, we're at that point of the show where... uh Thank you guys so much for, for joining us. Thank you guys for taking this epic journey with us. Hopefully you didn't uh, play this around your children because uh, yeah. uh, this was just was something a bad father would do. <laughs> we all know them people. So. <laughs> 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 On that note, we will see you next time. All right, be safe, everyone. Have a good night.